Thank you for listening to Uncommon Thinking. In this final episode for the year, featuring our most popular session from Advertising Week New York 2022, you'll learn from Target, Vice, and renowned actress Tabitha Brown on how brands can generate commerce in a meaningful and repeatable way by investing in creators while focusing on the return on relationship rather than return on investment. We hope you enjoy this episode. I am Pamela Brown, and I lead our talent and influencer marketing team um, at Target. And today, um, we are going to begin a conversation. I do want to stress the word begin, because 30 minutes is not enough time to unpack all of the things um, as it relates to the evolution of influence, and at the center of that being culture and community. As culture shifts, so does the idea of influence. Who they are and how they represent themselves has also evolved. People of influence or culture workers, as I like to call them, um, are now assuming roles as mentors to their audience as well as to a new generation of talent. And as they shift, we as brand leaders must also shift and provide that support and that co-mentorship to the creator community. So it's easy to transact and move on, but that's not what we do because we know that influence is not just an awareness tool or a social attention tactic. That actually underestimates the power and future of how human capital will actually transform that relationship between consumers and brands. And so at Target and Roundel, our media network, first and foremost, always anchored in our values, we invest in the talent community we support underrepresented voices without silencing them. We create community through inclusion, not exclusion. One of the greatest KPIs for us is that talent feels seen and feel heard. And while ROI is important, ROR or the return on the relationship is equally weighted in my book. And so this talent philosophy is enterprise-wide and it extends to Roundell and its new creator offering, but it also extends to our agency partners as well because with that accountability, they too have to share in those human critical codes of conduct. So speaking of external agencies, I have someone from our agency of influence, Vice Media Group, Global CMO, my friend, Naja Bellin-White. Good morning, everybody, and good morning, Pamela. How are you? You know, when you were speaking, it made me reflect on the first time we met. Mm. When Pamela and I chatted, um, we talked a lot about what it meant to have courage. Um, courage to let culture lead in a way that's meaningful and impactful. I think a lot of brands talk about it because it sounds cool in the rhetoric and whatever else you may be speaking to when you're talking to the media but Target's actually about it. And so I think what's interesting about our relationship and our partnership. And it is an interesting one. We do want to say that because you all are not our typical no. influencer agency. You no. are our agency of influence. You are our cultural agency. And we do have a cultural ambition at Target and we wanted to partner with 
someone who could bring to the table cultural predictive analytics for us. So I did want to I did want to stress that because people might be wondering, hmm, Vice Media Group, yeah. <laughs> talent agency. So and it's you know we're insights led organization. Um, yeah, you know, eighty five to ninety percent of Gen Zers trust what we say. More importantly, we listen to them. And I think the relationship with Target is grounded in just that. Are you listening to the right influencers? Are you trusting them? That's right. How are they impacting your brand? How are they representative of the consumer marketplace in a way that doesn't feel like you're shutting them down or silencing them, but in a way that takes true courage and true innovation? And we're so excited to be here with Pamela and Target and our friend Tabitha Brown, who will talk a bit about that relationship. But you know, the, the challenge we have in today's marketplace is how many of us really have the courage that culture lead? How many of us really have the trust of the consumer? We all know how important it is, and advice is something we take very seriously, and that's one of the foundations of our relationship with Target. Yes, you often say, Naja, that culture is the North Star. It is. Why do you say that? Well, it's, it's, it's everything. And when, when culture is your North Star, let me be very clear, it's not about being popular. That's right. It's about doing what's right. And I would probably conjecture to say that when you have culture be your North Star, oftentimes it's kind of controversial. And if you think about who you're targeting, whether it's people of color or whoever your demographic might be, I often say to people who ask me this question, it's not for you. That's <laughs> you are not the target audience. Right. As a matter of fact, you are probably not the target audience. So please don't question the truth that I am representing, which is based on the data and insights that we have. And what's great about our partnership with Target is Pamela and her team said, that's what we need. Yeah, true representation of who's on next, who's really shifting and shaping the world and the marketplace. And so what she found in my team and I are allies in that. We are simply representing what is in the market. We are simply bringing a truth to the market that had not been there, but yet grounding it in data where you begin to see how the market's shifting and targets on the cutting edge of that. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, let's take a moment to talk about the culture of trust. So we know, as you mentioned, more young people are demanding that transparency and that connection. Yeah. Um, and the talent community mm -hmm. does like a heavy lift um, when it comes to that. So what can brands do to share in that accountability and to help build that trust? Well, brands have to be brave because I think sometimes brands get excited about working with certain talent, but it also takes a level of bravery. and You have to trust mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. trust them. If you're gonna screen your talent, screen it ahead of time. Don't get the talent, get them excited about engaging them and say, now don't say this and don't say this and don't say this and don't, That's right. oh wait, and plug this and plug this. Oh, could you plug this too and say this? No, 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 hold on. I thought you wanted me to show up as my entire authentic self. And so what we do is in partnership with Target, we identify who's on next. We might say to Pamela and her team, here's this interesting, influential young person coming up. They have a voice that should be heard. And I think that's what we do. There's a lot of trust involved. And I'll be honest, what you see in the marketplace, you've seen the examples. Brands don't always get it right. Oftentimes, brands are getting it wrong. 
So I think our partnership is grounded in just that. It's iterative. We're constantly learning. We're also also saying, what about what do we learn from this talent? What do we? How do we need to change how we go to market based on what they're telling us? That's the listening part. That's right. If you're going to engage talent, you got to be willing to listen to the feedback they provide. Actively listening is one of the biggest things. I, and I mentioned earlier about mentorship, but I said co-mentorship for a reason because they have just as much to teach us. Um, and so we talked a you talked a little bit about trusting. In that process of vetting, it might be a good time too to think about how we vet, right? So what does clean language really mean? What does brand safety truly mean? When you start to unpack that, it's important to create systems that push out some of that unconscious bias, specifically when it's working with BIPOC talent. Um, I think that's, that's really critical because some things are culturally nuanced and it may not be safe for you, but it's for them and it's for their audience. So having them in mind and their audience interests in mind um, are keys to the success in, in building that trust with the community. I mean, the community is everything to us, right? I mean, we have a lot of debates about perspectives that the mm -hmm. talent might have, um, whether or not we think would be appropriate for your team or not. And you know, the beautiful thing about our relationship, we bring everything to Pamela and her team. And we, we talk about our dinner table, right? Yeah. We talk about our long dinner table um, together. And who's at the dinner table with us? It's the talent. It's the audience. That's right. It's the representation. That's who's at our dinner table. And we, we have them sit for every course. We listen to everything that they say. How is this making this program better? How is this impacting the target brand in a way in which it should be? Does it work for us? Is it a two-way relationship? And let's be honest, it also means saying goodbye if it no longer works. Are you ready to say goodbye to some talent that doesn't work for you? Is Target ready to say, you know, you're great, but perhaps you're not ready for our brand, but you'd be good over here. That's the kind of relationship we have. And I think one of the reasons we can do this is because of the data that we've harnessed of being in the business for decades. It's because we have young people giving us information all the time. It's because they trust us. They're like, you know what, if you're saying this makes sense, I want to come okay. to that dinner party with you and Pamela. I want to sit and join you on this journey. And I want to continue to make an impact in the market. What she just said is so powerful and that not we understand that every brand has access to the you know cultural predictive analytics engine that is vice, right? But if you're working with a talent collective, you know, having them as your cultural predictive analytics engine to tell you what's going to be trend forward, what are some of the things that you, you should be thinking about? They've got such a pulse right, on the ground of what's coming, what's happening, and they're setting the trend. Um, but we could talk about this all day, but again, it's limited time and that thing's flashing at me. So, But we are going to take a moment and do what we just said and make this table large enough and invite talent to the table. So I know you all know who's here. <laughs> she is an author, an actress, America's mom, favorite mom, and auntie, my sister, Target's chief resident in joy, <laughs> our Target partner, 
Tabitha, come join us. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Very good. Very good. Hey. All right. Were you listening? I couldn't really hear. Oh. <laughs> But I know y'all said something good and that's all that matters. <laughs> okay, so what we were just talking about is just the relationship between brand and community, the talent community, and how we make this table large enough to, so that you could have a seat at the table, so you could mentor us as much as we mentor you, yeah. so on and so forth. Um, but we know we brought you here because our relationship exemplifies all of the wonderful things. And so, and I could talk about it all day, but I thought it best to come from your mouth. So I think what would be helpful for those of you that, that may not know, if you could just take us through how the relationship even started. Ooh, honey. It was, that very, honey. It was, it was very organic. Yes. Okay, I will say that. Yeah. Um, it started, I think, 2020. Uh, and, or yeah. I feel like before then, but I was doing social content and it first was kind of like an influencer program. I feel like I always call it a family program because I, yeah. I, you know, that word, I'd be like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm an influencer, but I got influence, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it was really organic. Like y'all asked me to do uh, content for like the holidays and I would do what I normally do. And I was so nervous at first. And so I would submit the content. Why were you nervous? Because I have worked with brands. Okay. And I would submit my content the way that Tab submit her content. And they'd be like, well, could you edit this? Or could we do that? And I'd be like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> right? You know, because I'm on a freedom walk. And I got to be free to be me. And if, honey, if you don't want me, then, then you don't want me. Right? And so when... <laughs> And so when we, the, the very first time I remember uh, Clayton, my manager, I was like, right, we're gonna send this in. And he was like, yeah, it's gonna be fine. I was like, all right, I hope they know. Cause I, I Lord, I hope I ain't, they don't say nothing. Cause I was so excited about it. And he was like, they had no notes. I was like, what you mean they had no notes? Like no notes? He was like, mm, just, you know, use this hashtag. I was like, okay, Target. <laughs> Very good. And yeah. so that's how I first began to trust yes. and love. I was like, yeah. wait, they love me just for me. That's right. And they're not trying to change me. They ain't asking me to speak different. They're not asking me to, you know, edit out who I am. And so as it, the partnership grew, it was a no-brainer mm -hmm. when they were like, we want to do something else. I said, well, what y'all want to do? <laughs> okay, sign me up for it. Let's talk about it. And that's really how it happened. And that does not happen and I can tell you, it does not happen every day yeah. uh, in this industry. I have, you know, as an actress, I've been acting for over 20 years. Um, I know nobody knew, nobody knew Tab back then, okay? Um, but in this space of doing collaborations with partnerships and brands, people ask you to change or shrink or become what they want you to be for their company all the time. And it is like normal. People do it. Yeah. I've done it in the past when I was not free, right? But I made a promise to myself that on this Freedom Walk, 
I'm going to be me right. and I'm not going to apologize for it. So for a company to say, and we're not going to apologize for it either. We want to embrace that and uplift that. It's amazing. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, our first conversation. And I said, what is it? What does an ideal partnership look like? Mm -hmm. And you said, I have to be me. Yeah. It was number one for you. Yeah. So Tell me, and, and I, I, I know why, but just in case the crowd does not know why, why is authenticity, why was that the number one thing for you? Oh, because for so long I wasn't authentic, mm. right? I'm from North Carolina, from a very small town called Eden, North Carolina. Um, oh, I thought I heard one person clap. I didn't, okay. How <laughs> uh, <laughs> about to say, oh, it's my, my cousin here. Um, but for a long time, because I was in corporate America and in entertainment as an actress, I was told when I was in corporate America, you got to cover your accent because you, you sound ignorant, right? And then as an actress, I, they would say, you got to cover your accent because nobody want to hear a Southern accent unless they ask for it. So I created wow. this person that masked who I was mm -hmm. to fit in, to try to win, to try to get booked, to try to get promoted, right? Uh, and I realized that that wasn't truly who I was. Okay. But I didn't realize that about myself until I got sick. So when I got sick, it was like, you know, I didn't know who I was, even in my sickness. And so I fell into depression, but I had what I call my, uh, my last talk with the Lord, honey. I thought he had forgot about me. And so I had went into my bathroom after being sick for a year and a half with no answers from the doctor. I was like, you know what? I got to talk to Jesus about this because I think he doesn't know me anymore. And so I got in the mirror and I prayed and I said, God, if you heal me, you can have me. And I'm not going to try to live my life my way anymore. I'm going to live it the way you created me to live it. And something inside of me changed that day. Mm -hmm. But what I realized was I had to start taking off all these layers in order to be who he created me to be. And he couldn't even bless me or give me what he had for me because I wasn't me yet. So I started taking those layers off. And that's why I call it my freedom wall. That was five years ago. Yeah. And I'm still taking layers off, right? I can still be triggered because healing, okay, I want somebody to hear this, healing isn't permanent. Healing is a journey, and we can always be triggered by the thing that hurt us or that we were sick from. And so in doing that, it is, it is non-negotiable. That's right. My authenticity, my true me is non-negotiable. I am not for sale. So if I can't be me, it's a deal breaker. Yeah. That's, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I understood Answer the that. weight of that question. <laughs> it is so good. It really, really is. <laughs> It is. And, and when you asked, you know, I as a black woman understood the weight of that question, but just wanted you to share that um, just in case someone here <laughs> needed to just hear in that. Case somebody needs to know that you are okay just as you are and you yeah. are worthy enough to be your free self. That's right. In any space or any room right. that you step in. That's right. You know, I noticed too, um, you know, watching your content and the things that you've done for us, there's a lot of, um, your audience loves that we give that grace. Like we don't try to change you. I yes. think in one of your original posts or something, you were like, oh God, I thank you. And they're like, wait, Target didn't say anything about God. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so the audience knows as well, that authenticity 
metric is just really, really key. And if it's not there, the audience that you're trying to go after, they're not going to buy into it. Right. And, and listen, so my people know. They do know. I mean, you, you see, like, oh. I ain't going to say no names of shows and things, but people have tried to, like, edit my things out. Yeah. And my people be like, oh, they, oh Tab, they didn't want to let you say what you was going to say. I'm like, they're very they know this because I'm, I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. Right? When you're free and you're authentic, you're consistent. So people know when something has been changed. That's right. Yeah. So... You talked about authenticity and that being one of the number one drivers of this relationship and the trust. What are some other aspects of cultivating a relationship with talent that is important? And I know you talked about actively listening. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the listening. Yeah. I mean, very, oh, yes. Very good, yes. right? Uh, because that means that they not only hear me, but they see me. You know, when, when someone can mm-hmm. see you. That's right. And they also give you the option. Right. So when we did our partnership with like with my clothing, I was in every meeting. I designed all my pieces like colorway, patterns, everything. I was able to be a part of it. It wasn't like you like this tab. We're going to put your name on it. That was not the case. It was what do you want? Mm-hmm. And they heard me. Y'all heard me. Uh, even all my crazy ideas. I was like, you know, I want to do, I want to put my business on, on a notebook. They was like, oh, that's cute. We like that. I was like, oh, very good. Okay. <laughs> you know, I want to put avocados on, you know, everything. They were like, we love it. I got a dog named Blackie. I want him on a t-shirt. Let's put him on a t-shirt. Yeah. I was like, very good. So seeing me, hearing me, right, mm-hmm. also makes me feel loved. And, and it's not often you get a company that makes you feel loved. Yeah. And we all, as people, we desire to be loved, even at work, right? Uh, so all of that plays a role in, in being in business and being in partnership. But I think it's the most important thing to, to feel seen and to feel heard. Uh, and I matter. What yeah. my opinion matters, what yeah. I like matters. And it shows because people literally, when they walk into Target and they see my collections, they like, girl, it looked like you are in the store. It's like, I can hear your clothes talking. Like, it's like, hello there, y'all come on over here, right? Yes. So it, 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 it shows and you mm-hmm. can feel it. So can I, can I tell you what else is important? There is um, respect mm-hmm. means something. It's yeah. not to be taken lightly. The partnership that you have with Target is based on respect. Yeah. They respect your opinion. Pamela is respected within Target. Yeah. The audience respects your opinion, and that flows all the way through everything that you do. Yeah. And it shows, and that's where the commerce aspect comes in, right? Because you did feel seen, you do feel seen and heard and loved, and there's even extra value that comes from that. Sometimes I'm like, is she just posting this just because, <laughs> like supporting our other designers and things like that? Just just because you love being in this relationship. It's like and a family. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and the impact has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about mentorship mm-hmm. because I know you do that a lot. Mm-hmm. And so how can we as brands show up better for the talent community and mentor and, and bear the weight of our organization to somehow make it better? What are some things we can do? I, I think, first of all, y'all do a great job at it, right? But I think that 
we always can look for the ones who don't have uh, visibility, but you know they're great. They're emerging, that's right. Right, So, which is why I used to do Very Good Mondays. I had a show on my platform, Very Good Mondays, where I only focused on small businesses. Every Monday, I would showcase five new products. Mm -hmm. And some of those people had 10 followers, but they just needed a moment. Yeah, They an just needed an opportunity. Yes, yes. And so that's what it's about, not looking at people who are already established, but somebody who has the goal, who has the dream, who has the product, who has the vision, but they just need somebody to say, come on, I'll help you, right? So focusing on those people uh, sometimes, and that also helps other people say, you know what, I wanna help people like that too, and then it starts this thing you know, where people are excited about helping each other. Yeah. But I think that's the main goal, always just giving visibility, uplifting, uh, giving them a voice, giving them a platform. I mean, y'all did it for me, but I was already, yep. you know, established. But also when I was in the Target uh, family, right, it was other, you know, influencers or content creators who did not have a large following. And I noticed that. And then I started following them. And then I started telling people about yes, you them. Did. That's how it works, right? So um, I and think that's a great way. That you would, they, I remember specifically, there was someone that you called me about mm -hmm. and just said, spend a, spend a little time yeah. there because you could, you could see a really special gift. Yeah. But you do that so naturally. And I think it's important. And I just want to say this too for, for us that may not have as much time to, um, really sit with, do the one-on-ones with talent. Um, I know it's, it's very challenging for me at times, although I love doing it. Even something as simple as an office hour where talent can just zoom in, there's an unlimited number now, and ask you anything as a brand and get that mentorship. Those are some yeah. ways too that I think are very helpful to those emerging creators that may not be as topical or heard of or whatever, but they can shoot their shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, word of mouth still works. That's mm -hmm. okay. a thousand percent. Word of mouth is yes. still a number one seller, honey. I always tell people this, you know how you you get a video or some mornings you, you go to somebody's page and you be like, oh my God, this video is so great. Don't just keep that for yourself. And when you share it to other people, sometimes share it with somebody who may be able to, to change that person's life. And if you're that person, slide in the deal. <laughs> Let the people know, like, you know what? I think I can help you. Mm -hmm. And this ain't spam, this ain't junk. This is for real, I'm a real person, right? Because a lot of times that is literally what happens. My first deal came from a DM. <laughs> After me doing a video of eating a sandwich in my car, yes. right? And so, that's my truth, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it changed my life. So sometimes if we see something that we're like, oh, this person is great, and you find yourself going back to that person, share that with somebody that you think can make a change. Or if it's, you know, if your company has something to offer, then let's talk about it in the meeting. Be like, you know what? This week, this person came on my radar and they keep popping up. Yeah. Something feels right about this person. Do something with that. Do something with that. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm at time. Oh, are we? I hate that. <laughs> I hope not. You know I can talk all day. I know. I was like, I, I just getting started. I know we're just getting started, but I, I do believe that I have to end. Um, but we're going to pick this up again because oh, yeah. this yes, is good. I think there's just more to talk about as it relates to culture, as it relates to the talent community. Um, you know, my personal philosophy and one that we're trying to just spread through at Target is 
If you are a student of culture and you invest meaningfully into the community, the commerce will come because that authenticity, yeah. feeling seen and heard, all of that will be palpable and felt by all. Yeah. So with that, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts like this one, be sure to check out Advertising Week's ever-expanding network of B2B podcasts at www.advertisingweek.com slash podcasts.